Hey guys, it's Scott. I just want to thank you for tuning into the Blue Ridge Church podcast. You know, I hope this is encouraging to you. I hope it's inspiring to you. And I pray most of all, it's going to help you on your faith journey. So enjoy today. Welcome again to Blue Ridge Church. If it's your first time joining us, my name is Scott. I'm so glad that you're with us. Uh, welcome to our online campus. Tomorrow, December the 25th, we will celebrate Christmas. Tomorrow, all over the world, different languages, different areas, different nationalities, different people groups will come together to celebrate the birth of a baby boy that was born over 2,000 years ago. And when you think about Jesus and his birth, our view of Jesus has been shaped by all kinds of things. Things in our culture, things in our society. Think about it. Movies, television shows, books, magazines, the internet. All those things have tried to shape our view of Jesus. Churches, pastors, denominations, different religions have shaped our view of Jesus. As a matter of fact, some of you today, maybe you were a little bit nervous about coming because of something that has been done in the name of Jesus in the past. Some of you, uh, you know, some religions say that Jesus was just a really good person, really nice person. Others say Jesus was a good teacher. Others say Jesus was a prophet. Some of you thought Jesus Christ was something you said when somebody cut you off in traffic, right? Our parents influenced our view of Jesus, our grandparents, the friends that we hang out with. All of those things have shaped our view of Jesus. Maybe you grew up in a home or a setting where you were taught that Jesus was against everything and that Jesus was just waiting for the moment for you to mess up, to strike you, as soon as you broke one of the rules. Or maybe Jesus was more serious. And Sunday was about going to church and wearing your Sunday best. And you were going to be in church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. And you drew this correlation that if you followed Jesus, that you weren't going to have any fun or joy or excitement in your life. I want to look at a, a true picture of Jesus today. And I want to start with a verse that you've already heard this morning and it's a verse that's in the Old Testament, or we're going to look at it in the Old Testament, but it was written by Isaiah, one of God's prophets. And what is amazing is what Isaiah writes about Jesus and the birth of Jesus. And he writes several things about Jesus, but this was 700 plus years before Jesus was ever born. That's amazing. Can you imagine if you were to go home today and make a prediction for the year 2723, and you're not going to be around, but that that predi prediction came true with 100% accuracy. Let's listen to how Isaiah described the birth of Christ. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, everlasting, uh, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, 
Prince of Peace. And that's what I want to focus in on, Prince of Peace. That last phrase is what Christmas is all about. Last week, we talked about the verse in Scripture, peace on earth, goodwill to men. And then today we read that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. I think that's what we want. We want peace, right? We want peace in our families. We want peace with our spouse. We want peace in our friendships. We want peace with uh, our communities and peace all throughout the world. Jesus came that very first Christmas bringing us just that, bringing us peace. But I think sometimes we, maybe we misinterpret that verse or we misunderstand that verse, peace on earth, goodwill to men, or the part that says, you know, prince of peace, because a lot of people think that Jesus came to this earth really to fix everything, to fix all that's wrong in the world. And unfortunately, because of our sin, the penalty is we have to live in a sin-filled world, right? But Jesus came to bring us peace even in the midst of the world that we have to live in, even in the midst of the turmoil of our lives. As a matter of fact, a lot of times the Lord gets our attention in the midst of the turmoil of our life, right? I mean, think about it for a minute. Your life's going great. Your life's hitting on all eight cylinders. Nothing's wrong. Everything's going smooth. A lot of times, let's just admit it, we don't lean on the Lord all that much in those times. Hey, things are great, right? But it's when our life is turned upside down. That's when we lean on God the most. Somebody in your family gets sick. All of a sudden, you start praying more. You start searching out God more and spending more time with God. He's the one that's going to give us peace. The peace that he brought to this earth is an internal peace. It's not peace like the world would describe. You know, we can do certain things to get some peace in our life, slow down a little bit, not work so hard, eat right, get enough sleep, all those things. But the peace that Christ brought is an internal peace. That means no matter what is going on around me, there's something inside of me that's strong. There's something inside of me that's calm. There's something inside of me that is assured, not just of today, but assured of all of my future. It gives us a completeness, the internal peace that Christ offers. And that's the peace that he wants everybody to have. As a matter of fact, Jesus said this himself in John chapter 14, Verse 27, he says, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give, the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. So we can try all we want to get peace in our life, but without Christ, it's not going to come. He's saying here, look, there is something unique about my peace. There is something different about my peace. And that's the message of Christmas. That's what he wants us to understand at Christmas. And Jesus brought it to us personally. Now, tomorrow we'll celebrate Jesus' birth. And what's so amazing is to think about the fact that he came to this earth really in the messiest of situations, right? He's born in a manger, uh, in a stable, around a bunch of animals. He had no money. He had no power. 
He had no influence. He really came and was born in the lowest of low positions in society he could have possibly been born in. And if you think about that, I think, to me, that tells us that he did that to show us that he will meet us anywhere in our life. He'll meet us no matter where we're at in our life. The messiest of situations or when our life is going great, he that much desires a relationship with us. So learning number one, Jesus came to earth to show us how important we are to him. So what keeps us from this peace? This internal peace that Jesus offers, what keeps us from it? And I think there's a lot of, you know, smaller things going on in our life that keep us from from the peace that Christ offers, you know, just the, the chaos of our lives, the pace of our lives. Have you noticed the world doesn't want you to slow down? Culture doesn't want you to slow down at all. Just keep going, keep achieving, keep accomplishing. Don't stop because then you don't have time to really think about the peace that you're missing. Or it could be something in our own lives. Somebody's sick or you're sick. Could be a financial situation or a relationship issue, but all of our time is consumed with all this busyness and craziness of our lives. And a lot of times we don't even reflect on what Christ really brought us that first Christmas, that peace that can truly change our lives. But I think one of the biggest things that stands in our way of this peace, it's learning number two, and it's self-reliance. Self-reliance keeps us from gaining internal peace. In other words, There's a burning desire in each and every one of us to be in control. We want full control of our lives. There's a a desire for us to be self-reliant and independent. We don't want to have to rely on somebody else. The thought of us asking somebody else for help, that's, that's, that's hard for us. And I'm not saying that that independence or self-reliance in and of itself is bad. But when it's so great in our life, because really all it is is a form of pride, right? When our self-reliance is so strong and our desire for independence is so strong that it robs us of this internal peace that Jesus offers or it keeps us from a relationship with Christ, then it's a problem. And I find a lot of times when I don't have peace, I don't have that internal peace, it's because I'm doing everything on my own right? I'm trying to handle everything on my own, and I'm not getting the Lord involved in a lot of things in my life that I need to get Him involved with. I'm not willing to ask people that God's placed around me to help me or to to do this with me. But when I'll step back and I look, a lot of times, if I'll turn it back over to God, I get that peace back. So a lot of times, we don't get that peace because we just want to be independent. We want to do it ourselves. Christmas time is a time when I think we want peace the most, right? And as crazy as it is, the season is set up to rob peace from us, isn't it? I mean, think about it, the the pace of the holidays, the fanfare, uh, the the relatives, uh, sorry, Um, the, the excitement, and then the discouragement in the disillusion of Christmas and in the holiday, a lot of times it's set up to just absolutely take any bit of peace we have in our lives away from us. I think a lot of times, too, we look 
through life trying to find peace, and we search everywhere and anywhere to find it, and it's only found in a person. So learning number three, peace only comes from Christ. The last night of Jesus' life here on this earth before he went to the cross to pay for our sins, he was talking to a group of people who desperately needed peace. And this is what he said in John 16, verse 33. I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Often we think we can get peace by just changing our circumstances. Right? I'm just going to change my situation and then I'm going to get peace. We think, oh, a new city or a new town or a new car, or a new house, or a new job, or a new spouse. You know, that's going to bring me some peace. But really, all we're doing is changing the situation. The problems are going to follow us to the new situation. And even if they don't, we're going to encounter a new set of problems and difficulties in our new situation or circumstance, right? So we're just kind of trading off one set of problems for another set of problems. Peace that we so desire, the peace that will quench uh, your soul. It'll put out the fire or or the storm in your life. That peace comes from Christ. And it satisfies truly the deepest desires of our soul. It's a peace Jesus says the world doesn't understand and the world can't offer. That's because a part of Christ, the Holy Spirit, the part of God lives inside of us. It's a type of peace that answers life's toughest questions. Right? Why am I here? Why am I even here? What's my purpose? What happens when I die? But it's a peace that assures us every single day of our lives. But not only every single day of our lives, it's a peace that assures us of our future and our eternal home in heaven. See, Christmas reminds us that true peace only came to us through Jesus, nothing else. That is the gift of Christmas, peace on earth. The Prince of Peace brought us that gift. So I'm gonna encourage you when we pray today, if you've never trusted Christ, if you've never invited him into your life, what are you waiting for? Maybe today is that day. So I'm gonna close with prayer But then after we pray, we're going to celebrate communion together as a church family. Because not only do we remember Jesus' birth at Christmas, but it's also a great time to reflect on the fact he had to live his life and ultimately go to the cross for us so that we could truly be free and truly receive that peace that he brings us. So let's pray together. God, we thank you so much for this time of year, Christmas, when we celebrate Jesus, your birth, and the fact that you came into the world, into a very messy world and messy circumstances to show us how much you love us, ultimately bringing us peace that we can't get anywhere else except through you, and we thank you for that. Lord, as we celebrate with friends and family, whether it's tonight, whether it's tomorrow, this week, that we'll remember that ultimate gift of peace that you gave us, that we need to rely on and we need to cling to every single day of our lives. And maybe you're watching from home or you're here 
And as we're praying, and, and you would say, you know what, Scott, I grew up in one of those homes that you talked about where Jesus was against everything, and he was just waiting to come after me. Maybe you grew up and you were taught that Jesus didn't want anything to do with you until you changed certain things in your life. I hope you know now, just the way he came to this earth tells us he'll meet us wherever we're at in our life. Doesn't matter how messy our world is, doesn't matter how great our life is or how much we've accomplished on this earth, he wants a relationship with you. So if you want to invite Christ into your life as we're praying, I'll just lead you in a prayer to do that. You're not praying out loud, you're just praying from the quietness of your heart. Just say, hey, Jesus, I get it now. I get that you love me. You love me unconditionally. And I know my sin separates me from you, and I want you in my life. I'm inviting you in to be Lord of my life, to make me the person that you desire for me to be. Lord, thank you for never giving up on me. Thank you that you'll take it one day at a time with me, and you'll show me the way, that you'll give me a peace that'll surpass all of my understanding and I can be assured of the hope that I have in you. Maybe you've been following Jesus for months or, or years. Why don't you just tell him today that you're going to rest in that peace that he brought, that you're going to embrace that peace that he brought amidst the chaos that today or tomorrow may bring? You're going to rest in that peace. Lord, we thank you and we love you. Amen. I'm going to give our online campus just a minute to uh, take a jog over to your kitchen, grab some bread, crackers, juice, milk, wine, whatever you have as we celebrate communion together as a church family. And if you're in the auditorium and you're seated in the far right seat of any section, if you'll look under your seat, there's a bucket of communion supplies. And if you would just take that bucket and pass it down your row. If you're in the auditorium and you need a gluten-free wafer, if you will raise your hand and just keep it up, a gluten-free wafer for communion, they will bring it to you. One of our assistance team members will bring it to you. Just keep that hand up down here, Tony. And when you get these communion cups, the only thing you want to do is try to get the cellophane off of the wafer. And I'll give you an opportunity later in the service to open the cup. Hopefully our online campus is back, that your kitchen is close. But what is communion? What is the Lord's Supper, a lot of times, you know, maybe you grew up and you, you went to church on Christmas Eve and, and you always celebrated communion. What, what does it mean? It's simply a time when Christ's followers come together to remember the sacrifice of Jesus, that he allowed his body to be broken, his blood to be shed on a cross so that we could be free. He paid for all of our sins through that act, not just our past sins, not just our current sins or the the future sins that may be in our life, all of them, so that we could truly be free and we could walk free each and every day. That's what we come together to remember. And 
when you read the New Testament, the Apostle Paul, you know, tells us to kind of examine ourselves, I think is how it's worded, before we take communion. Well, what does that mean? It means if there's anything in here, any junk that you haven't given to the Lord, give it to Him. Anything maybe He's asked you to do and, and you haven't done yet, He doesn't unlove you because you haven't done what He's asked you to do, but He'll prompt you to do that, right? So as we pray before we celebrate, I, I'm just going to give us an opportunity uh, and ask God to examine our hearts. Maybe there's, there's something you've been trying to do yourself, that independence. I get it. I, that's me. You know, and he may encourage you, hey, just hand that off. You know, the grief, the worry, the fear, the anxiety that we're carrying, he doesn't want us to hold that. He wants to take that from us. So as we pray, uh, we'll do that. So let's pray together. Uh, Lord God, we come before you to, to celebrate communion. And Lord, it is a celebration because, Jesus, you rose from the dead. You conquered death. You went to the cross. You took our sins, but then you came back, showing us that we too, when we physically die, will conquer death and spend eternity with you. And we remember that this morning, Lord. This bread represents your body. The cup represents your blood that was shed for us. We thank you for that. And Lord, I just ask that all of us that are watching uh, from different places, those that are here, that you would just examine each of our hearts right now. And Lord, you would show us what it is that we haven't done or we haven't turned over to you. Forgiveness maybe we haven't given. Unnecessary worry we're carrying that you would just show us. And if God shows you something, it's not he's disappointed with you. He's just helping us. He's not going to force us to give it to him, but he wants to take it from us. Just kind of picture yourself handing that over to the Lord. Hey, God, this is yours. I'm tired of worrying about it, tired of stressing about it. Or if it's a commitment, just say, Lord, I'll do it. I'm going to do what you've called me to do, whatever it is that's been on your mind. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your birth, but we also thank you for your death, your sacrifice, for making us truly free, for standing in our place. Lord, for never giving up on us, for loving us unconditionally. We thank you. Amen. I'm going to be reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 11. You can go ahead and take the bread. The Apostle Paul says, For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it into pieces. And he said, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this to remember me and take the bread. Go ahead and open that cup. Online campus, you can get your water, juice, wine, whatever you're using.
Paul continues, he says, in the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this to remember me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you're announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. Take the cup. Amen. We're going to close here in a few minutes uh, with a video that Darren and our tech team have put together. It's, it's pretty awesome. I think you're going to enjoy it. Uh, on your way out, if you would just take those communion cups and throw them in a, a trash can so we're ready for our next service. But just a couple of things. Remember, no services next Sunday, December the 31st. Uh, we encourage our volunteers uh, and, and you to spend time with your family, your friends, wherever your paths may take you. But we will resume services on December, or December, <laughs> January the 7th, uh, 8, 39, 45, and 11 with a brand new series called Transform. So I encourage you to bring a friend. Listen, if you are online or you're here in person and you invited Christ into your life for the first time, would you do me a favor and just check that box on the connection card? Or if you're here, you can stop by the hub and tell them, I'm not going to show up at your house or, or do anything crazy. I just want to send you some information that will help you on that journey. The absolute best decision you could ever make in your life. And I'm personally incredibly proud of you for making that decision. If you came today worshiping through generosity, you can do that in the black boxes. If you're in the auditorium or online, you can do that through our website. But I, I truly hope you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Let's watch this video together. God bless you guys.